0: Hey friend, welcome to the Ashley O Show. My name is Ashley O'Connor and I started this podcast when I became a nurse because I wanted a space where I could be honest about my experience caring for others. I knew I couldn't be alone. I'm talking about the fear, the obstacles, the trauma, and the challenges of working insane shifts, learning more than I thought possible, witnessing the most heart-wrenching and the most beautiful moments in a life and doing it all while trying to take care of myself. Everyone said it was impossible to be healthy as a caregiver and I just refused to accept that as a reality. Now, I am living as a registered nurse turned health, fitness, and career coach for my fellow nurses and caregivers who are trudging through the same mud, trying to solve the mystery of how to stay healthy in a world that is telling you to put yourself last. The Ashley O Show is a space where nurses and caregivers come together to understand that their identity extends beyond the humans that they care for, where the hardest workers in the room can have honest and authentic conversations about what is holding them back and the changes needed to move forward. I am here to help you fit nutrition, fitness, and self-care into a life built around 12-hour shifts. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's definitely going to be scary, but it's also going to be more beautiful than you ever imagined. So it's time we commit to putting ourselves first, chasing uncertainty, and building stronger lives, careers, bodies, and minds than we thought possible. I'm so glad that you're here, and I cannot wait to see the ways in which we change the world. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back. We have a really, really juicy but important topic to dive into today. We're here to talk about sex. And some of you may have immediately just gotten uncomfortable by me even mentioning the idea of talking about sex on a podcast, because so many of us are so closed off and so embarrassed to even discuss sex in general. But it is so incredibly important for not only our physical health, but our mental health and the health of our relationships. We need to address this. We need to make it more normal for us to have these conversations. So that's what we're going to do today. But before we do, I want to tell you about Healthcare Homecoming. So for those of you who have been around for a while, you may remember that last year, right around this time, we kicked off the Homecoming program, which was the first program I ever launched as a coach. And the transformations, the changes that happened within that program I don't even know if I can put them into words properly because this is these are women who had dieted their entire lives, who started the program hating their bodies and feeling uncomfortable in their skin, who by the end of that program felt at home in their bodies, felt like they could navigate nutrition and fitness, felt like they had built confidence and strength and honestly rediscovered who they were as women. That program was general. So I launched Homecoming as a program for any woman who was struggling with her health, her relationship with food and her body and exercise. And it turned out better than I even could have envisioned when I started on the journey. But now I am taking that program, the Homecoming program, and I am completely revamping it, upgrading it for nurses and healthcare workers specifically. And it's coming at you in the form of Healthcare Homecoming, a 12-week hybrid program, meaning that you get the best of both worlds. We're having group coaching within there so that you have the camaraderie and the community of being around nurses who actually get it, who know what you're going through and can help support you and hold you accountable and give you advice, but then also adding in one-on-one coaching on top of group, meaning that you get personalized attention with me, we figure out a plan, a blueprint forward for you specifically to tackle all the goals that you had set on January 1st and maybe are finding that you aren't hitting in the way that you wanted to. This is for every single nurse who is tired of feeling tired, who is tired of feeling watered down, who feels like she isn't bringing her best self to work anymore and isn't able to give her patients everything that she has, who feels like when she gets home after work, she has nothing left to give the people that she cares about most. Maybe your relationships are struggling. Maybe your sex drive is in the tubes. Maybe you feel like your body is broken, like you have tried freaking everything, every diet, every trend, every program out there, and nothing seems to stick, and you feel like it's because you are the problem. I am here to tell you that it's not you that is the problem. It's that we need to create a system that makes sense for you specifically as a nurse, Because what works for someone who is working Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, is not going to work for a nurse who has a completely different schedule every week, who may be working three in a row or four in a row, is working 12-hour shifts, maybe is working nights or days. Like You are unique. Your demands are unique, and your experience at work is extremely unique. And so we need to make a plan that actually fits into the life of a nurse. If you feel like you have tried everything out there and nothing works, it's because those systems were never meant for you in the first place. It is not because your body is broken or that your body is working against you. Healthcare Homecoming is designed to help you come home to your body as a nurse. The strategies and systems that we will implement together are designed to help you reach your goals. So if you have a weight loss goal, this program 100% will help you get there, but it'll do so in a way that is sustainable. And that is the difference maker. I can 100% tell you to cut 1,000 calories a day and work out two hours a day and go off and figure it out. But you know that even if you did that for a few weeks, that weight would never stay off because what you have implemented is not sustainable. Healthcare Homecoming is about building sustainable habits that will serve you for life so that you don't need me anymore. And I wanted to share this program with you on the podcast before I share it publicly because I want you to have a chance to snag your spot before they fill up, because I am going to keep this limited so that we don't have a giant group where you get lost in the mix. I want you to have my full attention and direct access to me, and I want you to be able to build a family with the nurses that are in this program so that you have a support network that stays with you long after those 12 weeks. In our last nurse coffee chat that we just had, we had nurses actually join before I even opened the doors up to the podcast here. So we've already got nurses in this program. And so I want you to have the opportunity to get your spot before anyone else, because this podcast community has meant the world to me and it is what has enabled me to become a full-time entrepreneur. So as a thank you, I'm going to extend the same deal to each of you here on the podcast, which is that all you need to do is put a $70 payment down to reserve your spot, and then you don't have to worry about any payments until the middle of February when we actually kick the program off. And once you snag your spot, I'm giving you guys a bonus deep dive call with me. These are normally $149 all by themselves, but this is a call that I want to give you ahead of the program kickoff so that we can actually get a head start, so that we can dig into what's going on for you and get you moving now so that by the time we actually kick this off in mid-February, you are leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. Okay. I am just so excited about healthcare homecoming. And so I couldn't contain it any longer. I had this planned to talk to you guys about next week, but I was like, you know what? No, I want to give them more time to get in because I am just so excited to get started. And if you have any questions at all, if any of this is confusing, if you're not sure if it's the right fit or I'm the right coach for you, let's jump on a call. I'll answer all your questions. I'm an open book. I'm not here to just sell you blindly on something that might not be right for you. I want to ensure that you feel comfortable investing in this program and investing in yourself. And I want you to feel confident in that choice because you are worth investing in. How much do you spend on Starbucks each month? How much do you spend on all of the supplements that say they are going to give you more energy and you actually aren't feeling any more energy? How much money are you spending on all of these things that promise you results that aren't giving you results? I would rather you invest in something that's going to give back to you more than it takes away from you. Anyways, let's get back to talking about sexual health, which is 100% a topic that we are going to be diving into into deeply in Healthcare Homecoming. So if this episode sparks something for you, know that this is coming in this program. No pun intended, (laughs) but I am just, I've been so excited about Healthcare Homecoming that I feel like I just word vomited all over you about it because I've just been sitting on it and it kills me to not share things with you in real time. So I hope to see you in this program because it's going to change your life and how you approach your career, your life, your relationships, everything in between. But let's talk about sex because that is the topic that's been on my mind, which sounds weird, but it has. And I know it because so many of the nurses that I work with now in a one-on-one sense have been asking about sex drive because we're finally reaching the point where they're comfortable enough with me that they can talk about sex and they can talk about the fact that they don't have a desire anymore. Or they can talk about the fact that their relationship is struggling because they never have sex because they're so tired with their current position. Like We're finally reaching that point where we've broken through (laughs) all the walls that we put up around us and we're digging in to what's really going on. And I think one of the reasons we get trapped in this feeling is because the moment that we express that this is an issue, that we're struggling, that we don't have a sex drive, we, we feel like something is wrong with us. The moment that we express that that's going on, I think we get thrown a number of blanket statements that maybe aren't meant for us, but that are meant to just kind of squash the issue or to make us stop talking about it. So we get told things like, that's completely normal. A woman of your age is going to lose her sex drive. Uh, you're a nurse. What do you expect? You're tired. Your relationship has been going on for eight years to 10 years. Like, of course you don't have any sex drive. It's normal for married couples to only have sex once every quarter. Like people throw all of these blanket statements at you as though that applies to you without knowing anything about your unique situation. And I am just here to tell you overall, in general, it is not normal to have no sex drive at all. We all have very different drives. Some people have a higher sex drive, a higher libido than others do, like just naturally. That is very true. There's variability amongst all of us and in different seasons of life, and depending on whether you've just had kids or not, there are so many factors that influence our sex drive. But it's not normal to have no sex drive at all. And it's also not normal if you had a high libido in the past to feel like you never wanna have sex now, I think that points to something going on that's much deeper than the surface may reveal. And for nurses specifically, I think that an absent sex drive is actually a big red flag. I think it tells us a lot about what's going on for you in your nervous system, which is then impacting your hormonal system. Because like 99% of the nurses that I know that I've interacted with and worked with, this was the situation for me, like 99% of nurses out there are running around trying to take care of literally everyone but themselves. They are working insane shifts. You might be working night shift. You're taking care of extremely sick people. You are trying to take care of everyone at home and coordinating all your kids' schedules and the meals that you're going to eat. You're also trying to lose weight and take care of yourself and drink enough water and not drink so much caffeine. You have so much on your plate that your nervous system is basically like a candle being burnt at both ends. You can only do that for so long. There are always going to be seasons of life that feel crazy. I think that that is very normal to acknowledge that there are seasons that are busier than others and there are seasons that feel like they're taking a lot out of us. But typically they should be followed by a season where you slow down a little bit. Otherwise, you're just going to burn out, which is the case for most nurses. And I use this metaphor in the reel that I posted, but I want you to imagine that you are a car. Imagine that you are going 100 miles an hour, like pedal to the metal, going without ever stopping or slowing down or taking your foot off the gas or even stopping to fill up your tank. How long do you think you could do that for? You are going to run out of gas. You're going to break down. You're going to burn out your engine. You're going to run out of gas in your tank. You can only do that for so long. Your body works the exact same way way too many of us are sprinting around 24 hours a day in fight or flight we never stop our nervous system is always going there is never a chance for us to rest and reset and digest and calm down because we are going from a 12 hour shift in a hospital where people are extremely sick to coming home and having to pick up the kids and go to that appointment and run the errands and take care of the house and try and keep our house clean enough and do all of these things and then go to sleep and repeat and repeat until we finally have a day off. And then on that day off, we try and sleep all day, but we really can't because we have things to do and now we feel guilty. Like it is a never ending cycle because we've built this system that never allows us to take a break or never allows us to. Fill our gas tank back up. We have talked about this idea before on this podcast, but I want you to take that and understand that if you are completely burning out, if you are running on empty, if you never fill up, if you never stop, that has a cascade effect on your hormones, on your brain chemistry, on your cardiovascular system, on so many areas of your body. There is a cascade effect that happens when we are constantly in fight or flight. And one of the big players in this system is cortisol. When you are constantly stressed, when you are constantly activating that sympathetic nervous system, you are basically drowning in cortisol. And that is impacting so many different systems in your body. But the big impact that we're talking about today is that it is killing your libido. It is killing your sex drive. And that's because cortisol actually suppresses the sex hormones that are responsible for you getting in the mood or having a sex drive at all. And it's also decreasing testosterone, which is the main hormone that makes you want to have sex and actually leads to pleasure during sex. Otherwise, we're just kind of going through the motions and that can feel like a miserable experience. On top of that, all of the other effects that cortisol has on our bodies can negatively impact our ability to get in the mood because of what it's doing to our system. So excess cortisol can ultimately lead to weight gain which makes us feel more self-conscious in the bedroom. it can lead to extreme fatigue, insomnia it can impact our mood so that we just never feel comfortable having sex or we just don't want to because we're miserable or angry or having mood swings. So instead of thinking that if you don't have a sex drive that that's normal, that it's just because you've been married too long, that it's just because you're getting older or whatever else people try and throw at us, I want you to just see this as a red flag. I want you to just look at that situation. If you are feeling different in your body, if you don't feel like you want to have sex in a relationship that you love being in, that you have someone that you trust and care about and you never want to have sex, or if you're single and you find that you have zero sex drive, I want you to look at that as a flag to advise you to dig deeper. What's going on? Is it because I am so freaking stressed because I never have a moment to rest that my body is on fire and there's no room for me to have a sex drive at all because I am just burning the candle at both ends. I'm a car going 100 miles per hour and never stopping to take a break or fill up my tank. And if you answer no to that, if you're like, no, I actually feel pretty calm, I have a really great nursing job and I'm not stressed, there are so many other things that we can dig into. This still isn't normal. Do we have a hormonal imbalance that has nothing to do with your stress? Is it because you've been on birth control for years and that's impacting your hormones? Is it that you are on a different phase of your cycle and so you just haven't learned to recognize the different phases and how you feel during them? Because certain phases, we have a higher sex drive than others. Is it because you are struggling in your relationship and you don't have trust with your partner Partner and we actually need to work on communication or maybe it's time to go to therapy and talk about it. Are you on a medication that is actually negatively impacting your sex drive and you don't even realize it, that that's a side effect? My point is that I don't want you to experience these types of changes in your body and think that they are normal because somebody told you that they are. The point of everything that I do, every coaching decision I make, everything I teach on social media, every topic that I discuss on here is to help you feel more empowered to trust your body, to come home to your body and understand what is right and what's not for you, what feels normal and what feels abnormal for you, because way too many of us are completely detached from our bodies, from our lives, from our mental health and everything in between. And this is just one example, but I think it's an example that is impacting way too many women and we aren't talking about it. Because we've been taught that it's improper for us to talk about sex, that we should feel shame or guilt. We've maybe been impacted by religion and those sorts of ideals or dogmas that are impacting our relationship with sex. We ultimately feel like we shouldn't talk about it. And whatever's going on is something that we can only talk about with a doctor who we may or may not have trust with. A doctor who may write off our symptoms as normal and just send us off on our way or send us home with some prescription or some cream that we don't even know how it works. And then we end up feeling lost and detached from our bodies even further. I want you to feel empowered to advocate for yourself as hard as you advocate for all of your patients and everyone else in your life. So if this episode is resonating for you, I want you to take it as a red flag that you need to take more action to get to the bottom, to dig into the root cause, to figure out what's going on for you and not just write it off as normal or not just write it off as aging. And for nurses, I think the best place for us to start is to address stress first because the chronic stress, the burnout that so many nurses are experiencing, it's practically universal, is impacting every other system in your body. And so we need to start there so that we can figure out if that's what's impacting your sex drive. If you haven't already, I want you to go back and listen to episode 240 of the podcast where we talk about completing the stress cycle, because that's where we want to start is that for most of us, we are so chronically stressed that we never complete a stress cycle, meaning that we never get out of fight or flight and we are constantly stressed. We never have that chance for our parasympathetic nervous system to activate and allow us to rest and relax. So we really need to focus on learning daily practices that enable us to complete stress cycles in our lives and also just worry about stress management so that we can decrease the amount of stress that we experience day by day and also increase our resiliency in the process for stress management. I want you guys to experiment. I want you to keep a curious mindset with that process because you've heard it a billion times. You have people throw you stress management techniques constantly in marketing. So you've heard about meditation. You've heard about journaling, I'm sure. You've heard about breath work or breathing techniques. You've heard about a lot of different things. And typically what happens is that you get thrown so many options that you do none of them. And so you're not actually practicing anything that's going to help you manage your stress it is individual. It is case by case. So what's going to work for you is not going to work for your coworker. So that's task one. I want you to practice this week just being more curious. Just try a new technique. Try something different and stick to it for a week or two. Try one minute of meditation and maybe two minutes of meditation. See if you can build up a habit And just keep an open mind on how it feels for you. By the end of a couple weeks or so, if you're like, this isn't helping at all, okay, let's try something different. For you, it might be paint by numbers. For you, it might be taking a walk outside. For you, it could be going on a run. For you, it might be just hanging out with your dog. It doesn't matter what the technique is. You don't need to feel pride or shame based on the choice that you make or what works for your body. I think so often we just glorify certain coping skills like meditation or yoga or like hot girl walks. We have this like aesthetic idea of what coping needs to look like or what stress management needs to look like. And then we sort of just assume that other options aren't good enough or aren't as good Like we think that like playing a board game with your family or watching a rerun of a show that brings you comfort or like playing a game on your phone is not productive or aesthetic enough. And so we just abandon those ideas as coping skills, even though that might be what helps you manage your stress best. There is no right or wrong way to do this. It's all about what's right for you. So I want you to take the judgment hat off and figure out what system is going to be best for you when it comes to managing stress. And I just want you to build a toolkit because sometimes certain skills are going to work and sometimes they aren't. So we want to figure out a variety of things that we do in our routines to simply help us manage our stress. Unfortunately, it's not black or white. I can't just give you the magical answer. We need to figure this out for you. So I want you to start there. And then I'm going to give you two very simple things that I want you to start trying this week that are just quick ways to complete stress cycles that will give you positive impacts in the long run. So the first, as we talked about in our completing the stress cycle episode, is physical activity. This is the best way, the number one way to complete the stress cycle and tell your body that you have escaped a threat and are safe again. This is us speaking the language of our nervous system. Body language is how our nervous system operates. And so if you are physically running or walking or moving or dancing or tensing on your muscles and relaxing, whatever it is, if you are moving your body in some way and then you complete that activity that tells your body that you ran away from the threat, that it's no longer a concern and now we can calm down. Ideally, you want to shoot for 20 to 60 minutes a day, and that might sound like a lot, but again, this does not need to be some like intense gym session. I simply want you to work on moving more, and instead of constantly moving for weight loss, I want you to think of this as moving for your mental health, moving for your stress. This could be that you and your partner simply go on a 20-minute walk after dinner each evening, and I want you to also imagine the ripple effect that that has that quality time with your partner may eventually help and lead to an increased sex drive as well because you guys are connecting better, you're communicating better, and you're helping your body complete the stress cycle. And like anything else, I don't want you to think that you need to do this perfectly. I don't want you to think that if you miss a day that you've ruined everything. Absolutely not. Simply focus on moving more with the intention of taking care of your mental health and helping yourself manage stress. The second technique that also helps us complete the stress cycle that I love and that really pertains to our sexual health and sex drive and connection with others is physical affection. So with someone that you trust in a relationship or someone that you are romantic with, a six-second kiss is extremely impactful for completing the stress cycle because once more, that long of a physical connection is not something you would just do with a random stranger. It's not something that you would just do with someone that you don't trust and care about. A six-second kiss is long enough that you have to focus on doing it and that you have to focus on being present with that person. And being that close tells your body that you are safe because you have to imagine. That's a very vulnerable position to be in. That level of affection literally changes your hormones in your body. It lowers your blood pressure, lowers your heart rate, improves your mood. We're teaching your body that it is safe. Now, if you don't have a person that you can six-second kiss with at all times, a 20-second hug is the same impact with someone that you trust. I'm not talking about one of those like ass out hugs, like that doesn't count. I'm talking about a hug where you are supporting your own body, but you are connecting with another person and holding them intimately long enough that you are telling your body, I trust this person, I am vulnerable, and I am safe. And that is something that activates that parasympathetic nervous system and has a cascade effect on your body. These are two simple things that probably sound like, Ashley, how on earth is this going to help me? I want you to try them. I want you to make it a point to work on implementing these things into your routine. So whether it's physical activity or whether it's physical intimacy with someone, I want you to work on making these a habit that's just part of your routine. And just as an aside too, if if you don't have a person to kiss or hug, you can hug yourself. You 100% can have that physical intimacy with you. It's just typically more effective if we have that trust with another human being. And this could be a best friend, it could be family, it doesn't matter. I want you to just focus on building more trust in your body and helping your body feel safe because that is going to change everything. And I mean, just as an aside, we know that a six-second kiss or a long hug or physical intimacy is going to help with your relationship, with trust in that relationship, and ultimately with your sex drive in the long run. Okay, this was a lot of information, and I could go even further. We could dig down much further than this, and we will. We are going to be digging in even deeper in healthcare homecoming into this topic because it's huge and it impacts way more than we think it does. But I want you to just remember, if I can have you take anything from this episode, it's that your body is not broken. It just needs a break. It just needs you to advocate for it. It just needs to know that it's safe. And for a really long time, our body has been running on empty, and that doesn't feel safe. That leads to a very stressed body that is just going to try and survive. And that's why it can feel like it's working against us, because it's just trying to keep you alive. It's not working optimally anymore. So we need to bring it back to a place where your nervous system can be balanced, where there's moments of stress and then moments of rest, moments of stress, moments of rest. It's normal for us to feel stress, but we need a way to get back to a rest state so that we can recover, so that we can address the next thing that happens, so that you can go to your 12-hour shift and have enough energy to take care of other people and still have enough energy to take care of your life outside of the hospital. So I want you to start here. If this episode hit home for you, if it maybe brought some stuff up for you, I want you to share this with someone who also needs to hear it, and I would love to hear from you if this is hitting home, because you are not alone in this feeling. You are not broken. There's nothing wrong with you, but you deserve to feel safe in your body. You deserve to have a sex drive and feel like your body is working the way that it's meant to, and I want to help you get there. I love you. I am rooting for you. I want to see you in healthcare homecoming. If you have any questions at all, let me know. We're going to keep chatting about it, but I am so grateful for you and I cannot wait to see how we grow in this year. Thank you so much for listening in and committing to your growth in a world that is telling you to stay small. Seriously, it means the absolute world to me. If this episode hit home for you, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends or fellow caregivers and tag me at Ashley O Show so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of nurses, healthcare workers, and caregivers who are changing the narrative around what is possible and healing the system from the ground up. I will see you next time. I love you, and I am always rooting for you.